welcome to the Freeman Field Podcast, the podcast where three friends who all enjoy it. Blah, 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 blah. It's live. I can't. That's the first time. I can't believe that. Oh, you. F- oh. Wow. Moving like Arteta on the weekend. Crazy. Oh, let me not laugh. Oh, no. I, I can't believe I missed it. You got this, Kelvin. You got this. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It was bound to happen. It was bound to happen one time. I'm glad that we got it out of the way. But I'm not glad because of the weekend's <laughs> results. But anyway, you have a present coach, Coach Minus One. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good man. What are you saying? Uh, well, I'm, I'm messing up already, so that doesn't look good for the for this podcast. But it is what it is. It is what it is, I guess. Mm. Uh, James, without the video, Hello, joins us. How are yes. you doing? Well, one more time again. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I hope everyone's uh, well. And I'll, I'll make sure to get that camera next, next time around. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And we are joined for the first time by, by Tanya. How are you doing? I mean, I've been better. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. But I'm pleased to be here. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast today. So, yeah, going to get into um, all things Tottenham, which will be fun. We shall, we shall. Um, what shall we do, coach? Should we, should we go straight into that game? I mean, it was yeah, Sunday. Why not? Let's do it. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. why? That, is the, that, is the, that is the key key fixture of the weekend even though this even though Everton also uh beat Liverpool but I think this this holds more weight this weekend wouldn't you say coach yeah, yeah I I completely agree you know West Ham two Tottenham Hotspur one uh goals from Mikel Antonio Jesse Lingard and Lucas Moura you stop that right now I can't <laughs> Man United fans have just been loving every minute of this oh you didn't want Jesse Lingard you've got egg on your face now I've exactly. had it all mate I've had it all you stop it right there anyway sorry. Carry you know on. What it is? It's, it's the London based uh, Manchester United fan ah, the Manchester Manchester that's what we're doing yeah, it's true, what we're doing, it's true. <laughs> that's what we're doing. okay it's, it's these glory hunters that just want to celebrate yeah. right, kill, kill, kill. remind me who did you support when you were a kid also in it, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, when oh, I was, there wasn't, there wasn't a team beforehand, no? From, no. From, when I was, from when I was six to, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, to current times, yeah. Okay, okay cool. Oh. Cool. Not Manchester United at all. Uh, no? No. All right. mm. <laughs> it's all coming out now. <laughs> but of course, uh, we'll start. I was saying we start with the positive. Let's go to you, James. Um, West Ham, currently in the form... Well, maybe of your life, probably of their of the, the club's life, to be honest, because I've never yep. never known <laughs> West Ham to be this good. Uh, what's been happening? Is it all down to David Moyes, or do the players have to get some of the credit as well? Oh, it definitely has to be both of them. Um, you know, I don't know what Moyes has been doing. I think I tweeted not a while ago, I said, whatever West Ham have been drinking, they need to keep drinking it. <laughs> um, but also, uh, you know, I read the other day, I said that Declan Rice, I think he has stepped up as an individual and I think it's evident in what he's doing on the pitch, but apparently what he's doing off the pitch, you know, he's bringing, um, I think in the last couple of seasons, that's for sure, um, there's been like a massive divide. You always see it, that you kind of got groups of players that don't necessarily integrate too well with the team and I don't know whether that's uh, a language barrier or just a general divide within the team, but he's, he's like the glue. Um, and you can see it because normally loan players that do t- come to a club, certainly like Lingard, who have in a way, if you want to call it a step down for them um, to kind of rejuvenate. They, let's be honest, 
he wasn't playing at United, so let's be honest, it was a, a way of him to effectively reignite his his ambitions to get back into the United team. So normally you'd think he'd come in, uh, you know, he'd kind of get a bit part and kind of go back. But you look at the the kind of relationship he's built with Lingard and even some of the maybe, you know, quote-unquote foreign players that you maybe wouldn't imagine. So like for nows, uh, Ben Rama seems to have gelled quite well. Um, you, know, th- you know, personally, when I see Ben Rama, you think actually he he'd want to be playing week in week out but it normally starts on the bench you know and that normally that you'd think frustrates frustrates players but you see when he comes on that that's that mentality's gone mm-hmm. and i think it, it is because of declan and also what david Moyes is doing uh michael antonio i i was i'm, I'm i've not said it on record but I, I i'll say it now i feel like he's probably easily one of the best strikers in the premier league right now because he just keeps, he doesn't really do anything special, but he just does his job, and he's, and he's, and he's, I don't know how many goals he's got personally. Let me let me find out for you. But is he the player? Is is he one of the reasons why uh, you're firing so uh, nicely right now? Because I mean, how many goals has he got? Um, he's, got oh, he's only got six goals in the Premier League, to be honest. Six goals. No, but I, I, I think in the league, yeah. <laughs> I know when he, when he said that, I thought he's probably originally uh, he's in the water. Yo, yo, yo. Um, whilst, whilst you're there, can you also check how many goals Marshall has before I continue later on? <laughs> let's not, let's not, let's wait, wait. I was gonna say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase, I'll rephrase that question. Maybe not one mm, of the best mm. in the league, but he does his job. Can we yeah. agree that he does? Yeah, he does. Well? And he's probably the mo- one of the most dangerous physically mm. in the league. There yeah. We go. Okay. I, I, I rephrased. I, I recovered. You redeemed yourself. Yeah. You I did redeem redeem myself. myself. <laughs> I, I do apologize for that. But anyway, um, he does his job, like I was saying. So um, when he's in the team, what does he bring that frightens defenders? Would you say he's 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 like a Walcott on steroids, to put it to put it bluntly. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wow. What an analogy. <laughs> He's got hamstrings of, of, of like glass because mm. they ping left, right, and center, right? Mm. But what it is, he's, or, or he's mostly comparable to, uh, to Adama Traore. No one can deal with strength and no one can deal with speed, but when you combine them together, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with Antonio's um, maybe negatives uh, previously was like his shooting, his um, kind of his choices when that's not necessarily the best. And I think where he's having to fulfill a void that, that we've kind of created ourselves because we actually technically don't have a senior striker apart from himself. Although I would always say he's a, actually a winger. I wouldn't actually say he's a striker. Um, in a way, he's kind of doing the best, but also I think allow, it allows him to flourish and show um, what he's good at by doing it at the top of the pitch. Um, mm. You know, like at times I've, his shooting has been questionable, but you know, at the end of the day, it's what he does off the ball that causes more havoc. Mm. Top four. Are you... I mean, well, it's, I, oh. it seems extremely unlikely knowing that knowing West Ham's history. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pull punches. I mean, we've got two chokers in terms of team support <laughs> uh, on the podcast. So you, you are typically a choker. <laughs> The thing is, I wouldn't even say we're a choking team because choking implies we are meant to be better and we, you know, bottle it. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to name other teams that are very good at that. Um, <laughs> Got my bottle right here. Got my bottle. Bottle <laughs> <Joe> <laughs> Beth, 
<laughs> I was. I had my insult ready there. I was going to say, uh, "Where are you in the table, hon? Two six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe a West Ham fan is bantering me right now. Top four, you know. Top four. What is this season? It's crazy. I, I actually can't. It's 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 mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Anyway, sorry. Continue, James. Sorry. Oh no, I think. Um, are you confident no. that you are going to sustain top four? Oh no, I think it's delusional to think that. Um, I think, I think you speak to any West Ham fan. Whilst yes, we'd want that. I think realistically, in the long run, I think that would fundamentally hurt us if we actually somehow actually ended up top four. You look at teams like Wolves, where they smashed mm. it. They were a deadly team. Suddenly, introduce a kind of a consistent uh, fixture list in Europe. Uh, in Europe, it now becomes a problem because your squad isn't necessarily uh, adapted to deal with that. Um, so, I think to answer your question, it'd be wrong for me to say. No, because deep down, you know, you want your team to do the best they can. But at the same time, you have to be realistic and understand actually in the long run, whilst yeah, it's a nice nice to have now, yeah, we can celebrate it. But come next season, are we going to get top four again? Very unlikely. Let's be honest. It's going to be very unlikely. And the last thing we want to do is head the other way because we can't deal with the extra games. You know, some mm. of the, the better teams like Liverpool who are struggling with injuries are struggling because of this. Now, if they didn't have all those extra games, could you argue that they might be in a better position in the league? Yes, maybe no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, no, I don't think we will sustain it. But as long as we end the overall season on a positive note, and we're, we're at the FA Cup now, so that's not really a dream. So I think if we can realistically look to finish between maybe fifth and eighth. I think I know. I know fifth is ambitious, but you do, that is kind of my my stretch target. And then obviously, I don't want to finish like maybe tenth or eleven because that's where we typically finish anyway. So I want to, I want it to end to show that actually this has been a very good season for us. Mm. West Ham fans, man, damned if you do, damned if you don't. What, what's Golden Sullivan must be ripping out their hair because you you guys were complaining last year. Oh, we're we're, we're struggling. No, 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 no. It's still it's still a struggle. Now, okay, you tell me this right. The last. Transfer season that's gone, which is January. Mm. We sold, we actually made a loss on our registered striker in Allaire. We sold him for, I can't remember, it was about 20, 25 million. We yeah. bought him in 40, 40 million. Mm. And mm. now that was, a, that was a fairly swift exit. Yeah. And we couldn't, we didn't even bring in anyone on loan. Now, considering, like I said, Antonio's injury list is predominantly focused around his hamstrings. Now you take hamstrings out of the equation. What, what what good is a footballer, you know? And then the nearest, the next person we have that's technically a striker is I think it's um, one of the the youth lads who I think he came on in the FA Cup against uh, United and then he got slung, kind yeah. of before the end. Which you know that's another topic on whether that was right or wrong. But the problem is you're then forcing a younger individual to to perhaps take on a lot more than he needs to, which for his career may cause detriment you could argue it might not because if you look at how Kane had come about on the scene Tottenham didn't mm. have necessarily have that many strikers he came on and he hit the ground like sprinting not running sprinting um but that's not always going to work so mm. I think you know look I, I, I'll easily hold my hands up and say look there are times when the owners do what they should do and maybe sometimes exceed it but I think more the, the problem is more often than not they don't they really undercut, you know, there's so many things you could, you know, pick at and this and that, 
why didn't we even like Diego Costa's not got a club? Bring him in. At least then he's a recognised striker who has played in the Premier League that does bits. But mm. we haven't done that, you know. So I don't, I don't, um, I don't think he wanted that smoke. To be honest with you, I think he would, he would have, he would have absolutely hammered everybody in that club. That's the thing. I think we've been lucky that you know, touch wood, that actually we haven't been hit heavy with injuries in yeah. seasons like some seasons yeah. previously. We have now. If Antonio gets injured, and if say key individuals, say say Lingard gets gets the odd knock. You start to take away our attacking prowess. You can't sit back and defend it and hope for the best. <laughs> Forever and ever. Forever I can't. And ever. I can't do this, man. I can't. Well, let's, let's, let's go into Lingard. I think you, you um, mentioned earlier a bit of the impact that he had as in your team. Two teams yeah. that didn't want Tottenham obviously didn't want him in his transfer window. They thought they were bigger than him. They, uh, the jokes write themselves. Manchester United didn't want him. Um, they just didn't fit into that current squad, I guess. But Jesse Lingard, he seems to have found a home at in West Ham. Is he? Is it now because he's hit? The, like you said, he's hit. He has hit the ground running. Is it now wanting to sign him on a permanent basis, or is it? Just, oh yeah, let's, let's I enjoy what's he what he's doing right now. I think there's no there's no point rushing. You know, at the end of the day, we've got him to the end of the season. You know, that, that's a given. I think the problem we've got there, whether we want to sign him or not, it's the price tag that gets put on at the end of it. Um, whether you know whether Jesse wants to stay at West Ham, ultimately, you can always be priced out of that move. But, and as much as I want, I would, I yes, I 100% would want to sign him. The impact he's had, um, whilst he isn't the youngest, and I know he gets linked to being like this eternally young individual, he is in the right age of kind of being in the quote unquote prime. And you kind of want that individual to kind of lead some of the other boys, and you can see it's just it's just clicking. Um, but it comes down to what, what United... And, and at the end of the day, United might actually go, let's actually use him in our rotation. And then that just detracts what, what we can do as a club. Mm. Now, there is another team that was connected to that, uh, that victory. <laughs> Who? There was another team. Yeah, I believe really? it's... Uh, Spuds? Spurs, maybe? Tottenham? Mm, Tottenham Spurs? I, I can't go. say I've heard of that team. To be honest, <laughs> I haven't heard of FC, Bottle FC, maybe. Oh, come that, that sounds more, yeah, that sounds pro. That's that's I know, <laughs> I know that team now. It's the history, the history, the history. every time. The history, <laughs> the history of the Tottenham. Um, <laughs> I guess because I, I, I feel like you've got a lot to say, so I, I guess I just I, there's no need for questions. I just let you just let you go on. Just, just Bam. Bam. Run all the time. I don't know. There's a weird echo. I don't know if it's me. Let me take my headphones out. I don't know if it's me. No, you're fine. You're fine. She can't hear us now. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. You're muted. No, now. you're mute. You're mute. I feel like I was getting a weird echo. I feel like it might have been my headphones, but can you guys hear me now? Yeah. No. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost, there's so many issues at Tottenham right now. I don't know which one to dissect first. I let's mean, start with let's start with your manager. No, let's leave that to the very end. No, no, start with a game. Start with a game. Okay, yeah, with game. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, we're we'll going first. I'll, I'll find the strength in myself to to break the game down. I think the first half, from a Tottenham perspective, was was poor, absolutely poor. For me, there was there was no game plan. We didn't look like we had any ideas going forward. And 
the goal, regardless if there was a foul on Rekulon, I think defensively, it just that was not a foul. That was not a, sorry to I, I heard it on was it Dion Dublin? Yeah, I he got, I, he got the ball. I think there's an argument for it, but I'm not going to cling on to that. At the end of the day, yeah. they didn't do their job for that goal. Like Sanchez Maguire, yeah. okay. I've said that we have defensive issues. That that's obvious, okay. And I know that Jose doesn't have the greatest bunch to pick from. You know, he has to probably choose the best out of a bad bunch, which for me is Toby. And then I'd probably go with, with Rodon. Dyer Sanchez should be nowhere near this team, nowhere near the starting 11. Sanchez last week was flat on his face against City. I said it on Midnight Vibes last night. Shout out to Football Terrace. He had his crucifixion, mate. Done. Rest in peace, bro. I don't see this guy in a challenge ever again. Why is he picking him? And this is where you have to blame Jose Mourinho for this. Why does he keep showing loyalty to these players that constantly make defensive mistakes? I know Lloris maybe could have done better for the goal, but the fact of the matter is the defence, again, it's just, it's just awful. And they keep costing us week in, week out. But regardless of the defence, I still think Jose needs to take some responsibility for his approach to the game. We bring on in the second half now, because I just want to forget the first half because I just thought it was poor. And I think we needed to come out more attacking in the second half. But I think we should have had that approach from the jump. We clearly didn't. Second half, he takes off Tanganga, who I think had a decent enough game. Don't know why he's taking him off. He's bringing on Dorothy. That's what we're calling him now, Dorothy, because he honestly... Oh, absolutely abysmal like wolves yeah they were like listen Tottenham take him take him he's an Arsenal agent he clearly is wow. playing against I forgot us. about that actually I don't care he he's playing against us for me because honestly I could do a better job no cap I could do a better job and I've not even kicked a ball in my life anyway he brings him on and then he brings Gareth Bell on who I felt had a really really good game instantly mm. You could see the team, they just got a lift when he started, when he was on the pitch. He was making things happen. But as soon as he was on Doherty, look at the second goal. I mean, he weren't solely at fault, but again, the defence was so open. We're so easy to play against. And that's the infuriating thing for me. We're so easy to play against. You know, West Ham, I don't even think they needed to get into second gear, to be honest. They could have just seen the game out, which they did. They got their two goals. And then, obviously, we did play better in the second half. We had chance after chance. We weren't clinical enough. Mora got a, a good goal. But too much, too little, too late, man. Why are we taking that approach when we are two goals down? That that just really winds me up. And what, I, can't, um, I can't. I just can't what, watch performances week in, week out. I can't do it. What do... Uh... Because I remember there was like a uh, there was a debate on Twitter. It's like, what do you what would you rather see from a Tottenham side? Would you rather see your side go out and attack, 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 knowing that your defense is actually piss poor, conceding a whole bunch of goals and conceding a bunch of goals, or continue to play this style of football, which in you're kind of losing, but it it kind of um kind of reassures that you won't concede that many goals. What style would you? approval you know the, the simple fact of the matter is i just want to win games mm. and i don't care how you do it i just want to win i wasn't 
really entertained when we were sort of sitting back, hitting teams on the counter-attack. It's not a great watch, but we were getting the results. I was mm. okay. Listen, the 2-0 against City, I was buzzing. I was happy with that. Top of the league. Top of the league. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think we were going to win the league, but, you know. That's the, that's, that's... Is that a smart Tottenham fan? I certainly did it. I weren't one of the top guys, I can't lie. I was loving life at the top and I was enjoying it while it lasted. But back to your question, um, I just want to win games and I just think the approach, Jose needs to adapt. He's not adapting. Find a way to win. We're not winning playing the way we are at the moment. And, you know, we, we had Kane out for a bit. He didn't try and find a different way of playing without him. Poch, he's proven that he could do that. You know, Son actually thrived when Kane was out. We thrived when Kane was out at times. There was even an argument, oh, do we play better without Kane? Mm. I think, you know, Jose for me is not squeezing every little bit of quality out of these players. Because no offence to West Ham, right? But I don't think you've got a better team than us. That's just me being real. You can say they've been better than us this season, but overall, player for player, they don't have a better squad than us. I'm sorry, they don't. But no, no, I agree. I agree. To, it all comes down to David Moyes, and that's why I respect David Moyes. He's doing an absolutely brilliant job. Brilliant job. You know, think of where you were last season. So, on Mourinho... Is there been any improvement? We finished sixth last season. I was willing to give him a pass because I thought we had injuries, COVID season, you know, fair enough, right? Give him a season where he's got the players that he wants in the summer, we go again. Where's the improvement? We're, we're, we're ninth, we're ninth. Yeah, we're in a cup final, but Spurs has acting like we've won it already. And everyone keeps saying, oh, serial winner, you know, get the violins out, bro. I don't want to hear it. How's my man saying with chest? Oh, my tactics are second to none. We're nine. What is he talking about? Honestly, I can't. I can't bear this guy anymore. I can't. I There's can't a question. There's a question here. Um, so, do you think Bill has been given enough chances this season or has Jose managed him poorly? That is facts. I, I respect that question. Do you know what? In the beginning, I was really gassed that we signed Bell because he's one of my favourite ever Tottenham players. Mm -hmm. And... You have to say he's been very underwhelming. But as time's gone on, I've come to realise that actually, has he been given enough opportunities? Because when I see players like Bergwijn getting oh. game after game after game, and he is offering nothing going forward, nothing in terms of attacking output, no goals, no assists, and I'm seeing players like Mora stink out the place, has one good game, people get that, <laughs> reverses happen and ends up being shit again. Sorry to swear. That's sure where I... I have an issue because I'm like, at the end of the day, what's that saying? Form is temporary, class is permanent. Gareth Bell is not going to turn into some dead player overnight. Mm. Just give him a run of games because the state we're in at the moment, what have we got to lose? Because I'm telling you, I think he should have started that game. He should have started. But this is where I don't get Jose Mourinho. He played him in the Europa League game, got a brilliant goal. I thought, oh, that's vintage Gareth. He's back, he's back. I was getting a bit gassed. And um, he, he hooks him off after 60 minutes. So I think, okay, cool. He's going to play him in the West Ham game. He don't play him. He said he's not fit. What is, I just don't... He clearly doesn't rate Gareth. But I, I agree with that question. I don't think he's managing properly. And I don't think he's been given enough opportunities. Compared to other players that have, who have not been performing, I, I think it's really unfair on him. I really do. 
Yeah, I mean, you could see in the game when Bale started to when he when he got on the pitch. Actually, not even but when he got started to get involved, as soon as he got on the pitch, Spurs were a bit more dangerous going forward. I think when you yeah when you're any team in the Premier League, when you know that the constant threat is going to come from Son or Kane, because regardless of how many times Bergvine plays or Lucas plays, they ain't got end products or consistent end products. Bale's mm-hmm. end, end product himself, yes, has been very very up and down, but. Out of the three, you know who has the most quality. Regardless mm. of how Bell's been in the last two, three years, regardless of injury problems, when Bell was fit, he starts above the other two. And when he came off the bench, he was instantly the best player on the pitch. Was creating yeah. chances, was passing well, was linking up play, wasn't afraid to shoot from distance. So, okay. I mean, we know we know how Bell's fitness is. Is it a case of as soon as he's fit, you just start him straight away? Because the other two, obviously, are, I mean, they've pissed you off enough times. I'm telling you, Bergwijn, yeah, listen, that guy gets me so bad. Like, people are calling him Bergwijn as well. Like, that's a new name that's thrown around. Because, for me, he just don't look fit, man. Every minute, the excuse is, oh, but his defensive work. What the fuck? What are you talking to your centre-back, bro? No, I want to see more attacking, score goals. But anyway, sorry, I keep getting mad here. Let me me call it down, let me call it down. (laughs) What was your question? Sorry, I've wound myself up. No, as I was just saying, so um, as long as as Bill's fit every time, is it a case of he must start? That's it. Yeah, no, for me, he needs to start start every game going forward now, I think, because it will also take the pressure off Son and Kane. I mean, Son and Kane, I forgot they even played when we were playing West Ham. It's like they weren't even on the pitch. I didn't didn't understand why he took Lamella off. I thought he was certainly towards the just before the end of the first half. He was the yeah. most dangerous, in my opinion, because he was taking a ball from one end and dribbling at our defence, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we couldn't deal with him. And then as soon as they took him off, I thought, actually, hold on, they've they've kind of taken the teeth away. You know, I didn't understand yeah. that. I, you know, I know Mora got the goal. I think he should have been replaced, and or, or Son really, because they, like you said, they were non-existent. They got marks out of the game. Yeah, Lamella had a decent game, but the thing with Lamella is I don't get excited when they play well, him and Mora, because they have these performances and then they just mm. go back to their usual selves and, and just stink the place out all the time. So I don't really get carried away. Lamella, for me, he should not still be at this football club as far as I'm concerned. But been there for ages. Who bought him? AVB, Bell money. With the Bell money. And the funny thing is, Bell's back now, and my guy's still. <laughs> He's crazy. How is he? 2013. Wow. He's been there for a while. Yeah. And he's not, I don't even think he scored like 20 goals for the club. Real talk. No, Ricky's put it down at 16. No, I'm 16. I swear down, he ain't scored 20 goals. I, I don't think so. But on Kane and Son, Son to me is just shattered. Like, let's be honest, everyone says it, we're a two-man team, and I have to agree with it. I have to agree with it. You know, when Kane and Son are not performing, who are the other players that are going to step up? We haven't got that player in midfield, like United having a Fernandez. You know, we, we don't have another player on the wing that can score goals for us. So that's why I just feel like Gareth Bell, he's looking good, put him in the team now, and hopefully he will take that burden off Son and Kane. That's what I'm hoping for, because I, like I said, I just think things can't get any worse, can it? We're we're at a very very low point right now. Let's talk about. I, I imagine the reason why Tottenham are in such a rut, just or maybe one of the main reasons why Tottenham are in such a rut. Oh, it's Mourinho. Um, it seems like a lot of Tottenham fans want him out 
I don't think Levy is going to get rid of him considering the money that he has. I mean, where where do you see it going from here? Because Jose isn't going anywhere. So is it realistic for him to for you guys to it's not realistic, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Is it possible for him to change to change your minds on the way he um he approaches games? <laughs> to be honest, nothing can change my mind. I'm just done with the guy. I'm done with him. At the end of the day, this whole argument it's the players. I wasn't moaning about the players when we were winning games. So what's changed? I genuinely think the performances we're seeing, I, it's more than a defensive issue at the moment. I'm not seeing the players looking elevated. They don't look motivated. You know, I, I think he's he's lost the de the dressing room to, to a degree. I think he has. That's just my opinion. And I'm sorry, he's, he's football. Why would you want to play that kind of football? Harry Kane and Son are looking over their shoulders thinking, you know what, I'm off. And I don't blame them. In the summer... I think they should leave because they deserve trophies at the end of the day. And I wouldn't want to stick around under Jose Mourinho. And it's not even about his tactics. Well, it is, to be fair, because the substitutions he's made this season have been absolutely shocking, by the way. Just let's not be right. They've been shocking, some of his decision-making. But it's also his, his management. I don't think he's dealt with Deli Ali in the best way. I know some people will say that Delhi was declining under Poch. Okay, fair enough. But imagine how he feels now. All of a sudden, Jose wants to start playing him. He's probably thinking, bro, you didn't even want to play me before. Now you're asking me to come into this team and be the saviour. He's probably thinking, get out of here, man. You should have let me go to PSG. Let me thrive. And then he could have got a, another player in. But that's the board. Look, I don't want to just blame Jose. Although I think he should be sacked, because for me, this run of form can't continue. I tweeted it today. Since we beat Arsenal 2-0, 13 games later, we've won four, we've lost seven, right? And that's 12 points out of a possible 39. That, to me, is a sackable offence. Sorry, it's, it's poor. It's absolutely poor. And... I know the defence ain't good, but I just think our squad isn't as bad as what we're showing at the moment. It really isn't. We've got a good team. Kane, Son, Ndombele, Poivier, Reculon. You know, it's not all bad, but it just seems bad because we look at where we are on the table. But the board, they have to take responsibility as well. I'm a massive Enoch out, but you can scream that all you want. We ain't getting rid of the board unless someone... I mean, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page because <laughs> 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 anymore, mate. You know, this, this is this is partly their fault as well because those seasons where they should have backed Poch, those two transfer windows we didn't buy a single player where we really should have kicked on, that is costing us now because we have players that, for me, should not stop not be in this club still. Ben Davis, Eric Dyer, Poch saw that Eric Dyer. Was that's why he he's um, not including him in the team. Um, Toby, I think he's getting on now. I think he's a good centre back, but he needs to go. You know, there's so many players I can name. I think Larice. He listen. We've seen the recent games. He's been poor. I think we need to move towards a new goalkeeper at some point. That's your entire defence. The whole back line. The whole back line needs needs to be moved on. So that's what I mean. It's difficult to just say it's Jose, but. 
it kind of is at the moment. It's kind of like 60% Jose and 40% the players. And out of all of those issues I've mentioned, which one could we rectify the manager? And we just have to start with that. And then we have to address the issues with the players in the summer because they can't go. Like you say, what can we do? We can't get rid of the players. So I think it's worth bringing a manager in, even if it is a manager bounce, right? I would take that right now because I can't watch this. I can't. It's just soul-destroying. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ranting right now. I need to shush. Well, last, last question. Would you trust any manager or, or your board if you were to sell Kane and Son with, I imagine, the 170 million that you could probably get for them? Would you trust anybody at that at that uh, at that club right now to spend that wisely? No, that's the thing. I don't. I don't trust them. That's the thing. It's not just a Jose issue. The recruitment at this club it is so bad. It's so so bad. And I think Daniel Levy is probably scarred from when we did sell Gareth Bell. The amount of players that we brought in that were just so poor, like your Kapuis and your Chadleys, all them, man, they were dead, dead. So the answer is no, I, I don't trust this board because we're not a, a team where, you know, if we do get that amount of money for, for Kane, which I think we, we will, because Daniel Levy will make damn well sure of it because he's just such a shrewd businessman. I can't see us then saying, you know what, let's go and spend 50 mil on a centre-back. He would instead use that 170 mil and buy about five players that are worth like 20 mil each. Hmm. That's, what, that's, that's the mentality. And that's the problem is from top to bottom. The club have no ambition whatsoever, in my opinion, because I have said it so many times, the players we could have had at this club is, is shocking. Could have had Jack Grealish at one point. Oh, but he's too expensive. We offered five million and Joss Onoma, one of our youngsters. That's a bit of a lie. Are you mad? I ain't taking that. And then we could have had Rudolf Fernandez. We were linked with Ruben Diaz, heavily linked with him. Didn't happen. So I don't know where we go from here, man. It's um it's peak. It's peak. I would say it's nice to see a Tottenham fan like this, but I can't chat anything. Um <laughs> I can't say anything. I can't say anything because I'm in the exactly same boat. Um, Southampton won, Chelsea won. Um, coach, mm. I think you mentioned on when, when you tweeted out that Minamino was a uh, that was a great finish from him. Uh, Mason Mount with a penalty. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Southampton, who seem to have declined over the recent uh, few game last few games, or Chelsea? And I don't know. They're they're toothless. They're toothless. Um, Approach to games. I think. I think. Wait, I'm sorry, Southampton. How am I echoing? Yeah, I don't know where the echo's coming from. I don't know. There is an echo, but it is what it is. Anyway, oh, here we go. All right. So, um, I think I'll start with Southampton. The thing with Southampton is they are they're very much comfortable in the Premier League right now. So you know they're not going to get relegated, and everyone, so not everyone, but a lot of people enjoy the football they play. They, they enjoy like a mini resurgence. They, this is what two, two years in a row they've lost nine nil, but they find they find a bounce back. Mm. Um, but they're just doing their thing nicely. The goal they scored was lovely. It was a great through ball from uh, Nathan Redman, mm -hmm. and then for Minamino to have the composure to put both Mendy and his as play quite on their asses was just lovely to watch. That's a that's what um Eze would call a, a raw moment. You know what I'm saying? You're like raw. That is crazy. So I loved it. I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, as for as for Chelsea, look, 
I don't know what much there is to say about Chelsea right now because Tuchel is what I think it's two wins, one draw right now. So he's doing okay. He started off decent. All I'll say is this: this is the time for them to start realizing who is and isn't about playing for Chelsea. Tammy Abraham isn't about playing for Chelsea. He's not good uh, enough. He's not levels. Kurt Zuma, despite scoring some good headers at the beginning of the season, is not best defender at the start of the season. No, that's uh, what they said. Well, yeah, well, he's you know, been time. There was a time, time isn't he? Since his knee injury. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a time where Phil Jones was feeling so good he started taking corners. So you know, let's not get too excited. <laughs> um, um, Rudiger. I mean, you you know how I feel about that guy. I've said it enough times. He's definitely. <laughs> Huh? Mate, I'd take him over Sanchez, bro. I'd take him over. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's Sanchez, though. You know what I'm saying? That's Sanchez. Yeah. This is, but really, really, that's not good enough for Chelsea. If for the ambitions that the owner has, because you know Roman Bromwich is about winning stuff. He's one of the few owners in the Premier League that is genuinely obsessed with winning with his team. And for Tuchel to take that club further to winning accolades, the big accolades again. Rudiger can't be part of that defence. Marcus Alonso is playing well, but there's a reason why he was getting dropped in the first place. So he's number one that can't stay there too long. So there's a lot of players that they will have to ship out. And I think they're going to get to a point where they'll run out of patience with Hakim Ziyech. Because mm. he hasn't yeah. played well this year. He's been having injury problems. He's carried on his injury problems from Ajax. He's brought them with him here. He's missed a lot of games. And when he comes into games, he's hardly made an impact. He whips balls into areas even when there's no need to whip a ball in. I think... Is, is that down to the strikers not showing any ambition to get into the box? Like you said, Tammy Abram, you, you don't think he's good enough for uh, Chelsea. Timo Werner has mm. been missing and missing plenty. Missing a lot, yeah. Giroud isn't exactly um, playing, given any game time. Who would capitalise off of a ZX cross, no? Yeah, but it's a bit of both. If you are... If you got the ball on the wing and you look into your area, because you have to, you have to have a look before you put the ball in. You don't just put the ball in blindly. If you do, you're you're just hoping for the best. If you look up and there's no one there, unfortunately for you, you need to find another option. I'll, I'll forgive him if he goes in positions where he, all he had to do was hit the ball because he didn't want to lose possession. Is it that's the mode of right right sided players that, um, in the Premier League? No, so, certain people that lose possession thirty four times are about the rest right back in the world. Um, I prefer not to speak. Um, but. No, but that's what it is. At the end of the day, that's the harsh reality of football. You'll be criticised for the things that you do wrong on the pitch. And right now, he's not doing much right. So he's one that's he's got the lights on him right now, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting couple of months to see if he can bounce back, get some bit of form in. Because he's a good player. Being in bad form doesn't make you a bad player. But they gotta watch him. But other than that, there's not much to say about Chelsea right now. They're battling for top four, which is good. They got rid of um, managers that shouldn't have got the job in the first place. Um, shout out Uncle Harry. Um, <laughs> so apart from what, that, should I, what should that next job as well? To be honest with you, he might uh, be coming to West Ham if David Moyes. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise nah, me. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't want him near us. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's he's doing all right. He's he's doing all right at Chelsea two kill. So look, they they're just in a decent position right now, and he's not in. I think he's in a position where there's no pressure from now towards the end of the season. Just try and get results. Try and get into the top four. And then go from there. So they do all right. Uh, Mason Mount. I mean, he came under criticism from from us um, a, f- a few weeks ago, mm. uh, and f- the consensus around him was that he just he would he once he would uh, once Lampard left, he would be out of the team. But 
Looking yeah. at it right now, he's easily one of their, their best players. So what is it what is it that Mount brings to, to, to this Chelsea uh, James that that he see he seems irreplaceable right now? Well, I mean i think it's 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 a similar thing to like what Declan brings to West Ham. It's trying to just the want to play football. And I think fundamentally that's what some of the players are missing is you take the money out of it, you take all this glam and glitz. It's all about the football. And once a player has that in their mindset, they bring people along with them on that journey. And it's evident. And and even if he is going to have minus, you know, like you said, form is temporary. So there, there might be times where you might look to struggle, but it's the things that he's doing across the board to the other players that are boosting him. Mm. Um, so you can't drop him. You can't. It, it's one of those where he's he will be like that manager on the pitch. You need those type of players to kind of pick up uh, players who are maybe getting their heads down and, and need a little uh, boost here and there. And final question, uh, Tanya. Well, one is uh, are you not looking forward? Is not the wrong. Is the wrong thing. But Tuchel, is he? Uh, do you have faith that he was? He's going to bring the success to Chelsea that Roman demands or uh, Chelsea fans demand. It's, it's still obviously very early days. I think he still needs to figure out his best team and like what um, Koja was saying, you know, what players fit into his system and who, the, what players he can rely on. But I think with the squad that they've got, I think, yeah, he's definitely going to get them close to top four anyway. We'll see. Um, it remains to be seen whether he will or not. But I, I have faith in, in Tuchel. I, I think he'll, he'll do a good job. But I thought um, you were going to mention what he did to Cho because I didn't. I didn't watch all of the yeah. game. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I heard about that, I was like, "Damn, that is savage!" And then I saw his comments um, after the game saying, "You know, he didn't like the fact that he was pressing and he didn't That's like cute. his attitude." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit like, "I, I can't know, things like that." I'm like, "Ooh." I, 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 I when I when I saw him on the pitch, there was he wasn't lethargic. But he wasn't pressing the way that the other guys were pressing. But there was absolutely nothing wrong with his attitude. I don't understand that comment. That's the one comment I don't understand. The guy loves the club. He works hard when he plays for the team every time. He hardly even gets opportunities like that, if we're being honest. His opportunities are very rare. Every time Pulisic can be injured for about six, seven weeks and he can get more game time than Cho. At the beginning of the season and last season as well, Mason Mount was being put in this position. You've got a pure winger that can play on the left or the right, and Mason Mount was putting on the left in, ahead of him. The guy is not, he has not got a bad attitude. You no. can you can forgive a guy for being frustrated at the lack of opportunities. You can forgive a guy for being frustrated mm -hmm. at the fact that now he's been subbed on and subbed off. That's not going to help him at all. Oh, yeah, it, that's going to do so bad for his confidence. I really, really do think that. Confidence exactly. is one thing, but then again, what does that show to the rest of the team? I mean, he's he's probably got friends there, and he's probably got some serious allies in that dressing room. I mm. mean, we know the re we know the reason why Tuchel got fired at, um, at PSG was because he he peed off he peed off Neymar, he peed off Mbappe. So going into a team like Chelsea, who have a history of player power, yeah, was that the smartest? I don't think that was the smartest thing to do that early on in your mm. in your Chelsea. Right? I, just, I feel like that was <laughs> no, no. I think I think you know where on that is. Isn't he on a short-term contract? So normally, what Chelsea do is they come and go. Here's a here's a seventeen-year contract for someone, so I can sack <laughs> you in about a year. He's now on the what? He's effectively what to the end of the season. So actually, he's got nothing to lose but to drive these players. 
So in the meantime, he's just solely focused. He's kind of doing the he kind of like the social effect of when he had the temporary kind of caretaker role. Mm. All he's doing is just seeing him through. So whether he does shit or better, ultimately, if he doesn't get the job, it doesn't bother him. You know, he's only got to cover that gap. And and what he's I guess what he's trying to do is maybe implement that without having it without having kind of the idea that actually the players would get him sacked. So he, he needs to try and get them on board now while he still can. Granted, Chelsea do have a ba- you know, have that play base, actually they can get you sacked, but it's that fine balance, isn't it? It's it's I get what you're saying, Kel. You can't you you know, you can't piss them off, but at the end of the day, if you're there to manage players, mm. you've got to manage them properly. And you know, I, I, like I was saying about the whole West Ham thing, I don't think I didn't agree when Moyes took off a player because certainly I know with, uh, Hudson Odoi, he's that bit older. He's actually had the experience, whereas our player didn't. But you have to understand they, they've got to win the game at the same time. And if that was a change that he saw that needed to happen, it's kind of the team over the player. So, yeah. if, you know, you'd, you'd gun him if he left him on and went, well, he's on the pitch now, leave him to do what he wants. Because let's be honest, a manager can bark and shout, but whatever the player chooses to do, the player chooses to do. Mm. So... It's it's whether that change benefited the team in, yeah. in the game. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Um, we'll move on to Liverpool nil, Everton to the decline. Look at you! Look at your smile, man. You just can't. You can't. You can't take the smile off your face. It's, 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 it's hilarious, man. Goals from, uh, goals from Richarlison and a guilty Sagets in a penalty. Some people, I remember. Uh, Semps is gone, but they were mocking me when I said Gilfie Sigurdsson would, would be is a decent backup. But hey, is what it is, man. It was your Ooh. point. Say, say it one more time for, 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 for the old old fans. Oh, geez, Gilf! there we go, man. <laughs> he used to be my guy when he was at Tottenham. He was my guy. I was upset that you guys sold him. I love really? Yeah, he's nice. A price tag. He was a special, but no, because we had Terrace last night. We did a midnight vibe show and um. A, a, a guy on it, um, David, shout out to David, Chelsea fan, he put him in the slander stand. So that basically meant he, he he's a player that really and truly he doesn't rate. And we all kind of agreed with it. I don't know. I, I feel like Sigurdsson's just, he's all right, you know? He ain't a world beater. No, he's, he's not. But he doesn't have to be a world beater to be, you know, rated. I mean, he's, he's I mean, he, he got sort of like his reputation for set pieces. Uh, mm. Long range shots with a Decent level of assist. Uh, was it Swansea first, wasn't it? Before he went Swansea. to uh, yeah, yeah, Swansea, yeah. So, and I thought he was. I think for me, at the time he was a good backup player. When you need someone to come off the bench and just maybe mm. be yeah. a second threat or something like that. That's why I liked him. I liked him quite a bit. I thought he was quite underrated in that aspect. When I said underrated, I think some people back then thought I was talking about him being like next to your top midfielders <laughs> in the Premier League. No, the guy's a good footballer. That's what. That's what I mean. He's a good footballer. I feel like this deserves a little bit more respect, but. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea fan talking about him. I mean, look at Chelsea right now, so let me not even talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) Liverpool. Right. Uh, It's it's another situation where I don't think I have to answer ask a question. I feel like you can just your your it's not a rant, it's it's more of a I don't know what it is. Gospel. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Speak your truth, Pastor Kojo. Pastor Kojo, okay. Uh no, you know what it is? The way it's about Liverpool is uh, they're right now in a situation where the defense for me isn't the biggest issue anymore. It's the fact that they can't score goals. That's that's the big problem because last year we know we, the defense was 
and I say I say a bit worse in the sense that the year before when they only they finished second to um City, they were so colossal and obviously they won the Champions League. In the Premier League, once they had got the league done by well, when they lose to Watford, December, I said that was plain sailing. Let's be honest. Oh, it was, January, wasn't it? Or January, yeah. So yeah. it was plain sailing, it wasn't gonna be anything difficult after that. When they came back from lockdown, the tower race was really done. I you know it's, it's what it is. But there has been in that defence, there has been a drop in form bit by bit. You can talk about Atletico Madrid and you can talk about Atlanta in the Champions League. You can talk about games in the Premier League where they dropped unnecessary points. And then they started the season, they conceded with a fully fit team, they conceded mm-hmm. three goals at home to what um, Leeds. Mm-hmm. They conceded seven against um, Villa, obviously. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't been the same colossal defence that you've had and each of one of them has been culpable one way or another, even Van Dijk at times. You can go back yeah. to the Arsenal game last season where he was complacent with Nelson goals. Um, you can talk about the Villa game. He, he was shocking in that game and in the Leeds game. Again, he took a touch in a place where he didn't need to mm. and Bamford took advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, the injury, when you lose your best defender and then you lose your next best defender, I understand what he can do. But what has happened this season is Salah is scoring goals. They're not decisive, but he's still getting on the, goal, on the score sheet. But Firmino has carried on his poor form. Yeah. And Sadio Mane is not the Sadio Mane we've seen. Hmm? Is it form? Oh, oh. Okay, listen. Okay, all right, listen. He's right. a good player, isn't it? I know, I know, I know, we're a bit, I know we're a bit triggered because obviously we're told to accommodate him. So Hector Henry has to go to the left so we can accommodate Firmino. You, you keep know. bringing that up. I keep, I keep forgetting it, and you just keep bringing. It I know up. you forget, you forget it on purpose because it's bad. I know, but <laughs> but no, honestly, no. He's he's lost. He's not been in form for the last year and a half slash two years. He sort of dropped. He sort of dropped off. That sort of like the hell. How the hair's form went from up to here to down there, that's how he dropped off. And Sadio Mane has not been... Hair, but continue. <laughs> and Sadio Mane has not been Sadio Mane. That's, yeah. that's the reality of it. And the one player that was in form, like in genuine form, was Jota, and he got injured straight away. Mm. So they have been struggling for that in that regard. They've lost two of their main midfielders because um, they had to go into defence, and now they're injured also. Thiago... Is just not the right fit for that team. If he was at Man City, he would be living life. The fact that he plays for them, I can't lie, I'm enjoying it right now, to be honest. It's funny because has, <laughs> has, he, has he won a Premier League game yet? No, is it that bad? No. I don't think he has, has he? I don't think he has. I'm sorry. It might be one or two at the most, but I genuinely can't remember him being part of a winning team for Liverpool so far. I really can't. Apart from, apart from Champions League recently against um, who did they play? Was it Leipzig? Recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So see, this is what I'm talking about. They're not. They're not convincing Liverpool. And the thing about it is, they went two years without any major injuries. That's very rare in football. Simple. Yes. So the fact that you know it caught up with them. I said this before on here. There were players, that, I was talking about Liverpool fans, this isn't me bringing anything up, this, I was talking about Liverpool fans and they got players that are carrying injuries, but they're still playing. Van Dijk, the injury that he was carrying apparently was to do with his hip. Now, obviously, the injury he got was unrelated to his hip, but regardless, it meant at some point it's going to break down. Yeah. Joe Gomez is injury prone, Matip injury prone. These are players you can't rely upon to be, to be fit. And the fact that they spent that money on Kabak, a player... Playing for Schalke, if you want to go and watch Schalke defend in that league, 
and you go and sign him to improve your defensive situation. Is who's he? I don't. What, what, what's he going to give them? Absolutely. His first game. Look at the calamity him and Allison did. You know that was more down to Allison. To be honest. <laughs> it was Allison's fault. It was Allison's fault. Yeah. But the part of it comes down to communication. Also, when you're a new player, you know you know what your keeper's doing. Look, mm. I'm just saying this. I feel like what's happening to Liverpool right now is. It was bound to happen. You always have your drop off. Football works in circles or uh, in rounds or whatever it's called. And this is their time. They had a bit of their time in the sun again, but it's come crushing down fast. Jurgen Klopp has a history of this. It happened at Dortmund. He won two league titles in a row. Mm-hmm. Then the next year, he, he was, yep. And then the next year, he had a shocking season. And that's when he announced that he was leaving because he was done. With. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a, exactly. Oh, so, this is this this is what we're in your course football heritage. That's why I keep bringing up that phrase now because all the time there's heritage showing itself. Don't say his name. <laughs> He's vulnerable. <laughs> okay. So, no, look, Liverpool, Liverpool are struggling with the injuries and they're struggling with a, struggling with a lack of goals going forward as well. So it's right now from top to bottom, it's just not looking good. Um, and to have a run of what, three years at home unbeaten in the league, to losing your last four at home—that's crazy. It is poor. It's absolutely poor. Crazy. So, what well, does that in mind, Tanya? Can you feel any sympathy for the situation that Liverpool find themselves in because of the injuries? Because of get the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? Look. Um, I can sympathise with them because we had this crisis last season. We had some of our key players out and I think that did jeopardise us getting top four. But it goes back to what Kojo was saying. I think it is bigger than the injuries now. Mm. And I kind of am a bit bored of the constant excuse, oh, it's injuries. But at the end Mm. of the day, I think they're massively suffering from burnout. They've played at such a high intensity for season after season, it's bound to catch up with them eventually. And I have always secretly said this. I won't say it on my own podcast because I have Mark. Shout out to Mark, he's a Liverpool fan. And I feel like I can't really say what I really feel because I just get insulted. But <laughs> I I feel like they've been quite lucky. You know, it isn't normal mm. to not have that many injuries two seasons going. This mm. was always going to happen. And I don't know, I just feel like sometimes Liverpool fans, they bury their heads in the sand. You can't say nothing bad about Klopp. You know, I think yeah. he's to blame as well, but you can never criticise him. And then you can't criticise their owners. Apparently their owners are amazing. Well, no, they're not, because I feel like they should have invested more in their squad. When you're looking at City and Chelsea, look, I know it's unfortunate, not everyone has their money, but that's just how the cookie crumbles in the league now. You've got to have yeah to what is already a quality team to sustain a league. That's just how it works. And they didn't do that. Yes, they brought in Jota. And I think that has been a big, big miss for them. Jota was playing really, really well for them. So that's unlucky. But I just, I don't think it was enough. I mean, Salah and Mane, they just look, they don't look the same. And they don't look the same Liverpool. They really don't. But uh, I'm kind of injured, to be honest. There was talks of that. That was it. The Nike deal. That they were gonna. Yeah. It was like they make them the, the the highest sponsored team in in the Premier League from like I think like a their brand. Their, their yeah, yeah, brand. yeah. 
So they had all that money as well. I mean, COVID obviously hit, so that there's there's that um thing to to say. But I remember a whole bunch of Liverpool fans ex- demanding or expecting them to go on this transfer spree because of of the money that Nike bought in, and just hasn't it just hasn't. Well, but what I always heard from from Liverpool fans is that oh, but who's going to come in and replace Salah? Who's going to come in and replace Mane? You know, they're always going to start. I just like, feel like that's a, that's a weak mentality. City, they've yeah. got Halloween and they've got Carl Walker. They've got, like, um, what's the phrase? Ake is their fourth choice centre-back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the difference here, you know? Anyway, I'm glad. Uh, Liverpool, I, I, I'm I still scarred from Champions League final, so I kind of have no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about Everton uh, because they did actually win the game and they played really well. Um, James, let's go to you in this one because I mean you're, they're they're the closest to you in terms of overtaking in terms of Champions League Champions League spot because Arsenal and Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. I think Man United are pretty safe in the Champions League. Um, yeah, yeah. Is it a case because I think well they got they got what's it they got game in hand and if they win that game in hand. Uh, they tie points with Chelsea and they're two points behind you. Is it a case? Can you uh, can you make the case that Everton are a team that could easily sneak into the Champions League, Champions League spot? Oh, most definitely. Look what I mean. If you look at their manager Ancelotti, you know I don't need to speak anymore on him because everyone's aware of what he can do. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what separates this Everton from kind of the Everton of a couple of years ago is. It's been smart investments. You look at who they've brought in and the calibre they've brought in. It's not just some overpriced individual. Look at Hammers, what he's done. You know, as soon as you hear that name, I was, as a Western, I was excited to see him in the Premier League. I don't care what anyone says. I was, I was, you know, after that World Cup, you you want to see that guy in this league. You don't want to see him in Spain. Fuck Spain. Let's be honest. You want to, <laughs> you want to reinforce. No, but you you want to reinforce that the BPL is the best league in the world, and the only way to do that is if that preference. Players choose the BPL over any other league, and obviously, yes, if we get more European success, that would just only enhance it. But when you've got players like that who actively choose, you know what, Real Madrid ain't for me. Whilst I'm not playing, I'd rather play football. And you look at, I just look at their team, and I really like their team. I like who they've got. I like how they play. I don't necessarily like Jordan Pickford, but that's my own personal thing. I think it's more. That's his ego. I think it's. I, I like. I love football, but when it comes to certain individuals, you just like. I prefer if you weren't playing it. It's like <laughs> yeah. there are so many. How many fouls does he have to commit to actually get carded? Do you know what I mean? How many legs does he have to break to for that to be an assault? But you know, apparently he can get away with it, and I think that team is more well equipped than West Ham currently ever be. To, to, to accommodate uh, Champions League football. And I think uh, their owners will, if they get that kind of Champions League, maybe worst case Europa, I think they actively uh, recruit in the summer. And I think it will only just support them going forward, which, and I think their setup is just, is right. I mm. think the Coleman era was a bit risky, but you know, normally when things like that happen, they go, actually, no, we're going to cut spending. We're kind of, let's, let's kind of get back to normality get a few positives in, in the cash flow and then reinvest. No, they, they've kind of said, look, that wasn't necessarily the right thing. And now they're actually looking to, to kind of build on that rather than go and let that define what they are doing going forward. And, you know, all right, yeah, they've had minor slip-ups, but bear in mind this team, 
has only really come together this season. So, you know, it would be harsh to say that they should be performing at 100% all the time. Mm. Um, you know, things like when Calvert-Lewin, let's be honest, when you see his goal records for the season prior, you wouldn't necessarily think he was going to get hit the heights he's hit. Mm-hmm. But he's he's hitting them. And you just don't, and you just got to carry on with that. And the fact that they're, he's out injured and he's, he's coming off the bench and he's able to play an active role it says where this team's going. It's only going up, which, you know, it's actually an enjoyable to watch. And I've got nothing really bad to say about Everton bar fuck Pickford, to be honest. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, we'll move on to Manchester United 3, Newcastle 1. Goals for Marcus Rashford, Daniel James, and Bruno Fernandez. It's the truth, bro. It's, you, know, I, you can't hate if you tell the truth. Um, yeah, uh, everybody expected United to get the three points from this game. It kind of was um, elementary. Alan St. Maximan played, uh, scored a very nice goal, but then again, that was Harry Maguire's fault for that poor, poor clearance. Hmm. I mean, we discussed him before, but let's, let's focus on the positive. Um, <laughs> it's good to see Marcus Rashford get on the score sheet, you know, considering your your criticism of him. Yeah, it's, it's just more to do with his decision-making. Uh, the guy's a talented footballer. The guy's really good, but sometimes his decisions on the pitch, I mean, how many times in the last, let's say 30 games, um, has he had a chance where he's able to shoot, but he does like a chop and then he sort of yeah, does beat the other player, then he gets into a position where it's tough to shoot. It's very frustrating to watch him sometimes because you know when he's on his game and he just makes the right choice, nine times out of ten, he's in the back of the net or he's creating a chance out of nothing. The guy's obviously very good, so I want him to go from a for me, he's a in terms of decision making, he's four out of ten. I need him to be at least a seven. Yeah, you know I mean, that's that's why mm-hmm. I say that's the thing that stops him from being. Right now, he's good, potentially great. If your decision-making with the ability that you have is of a top level, it can make you go from great to potentially world-class. Those yeah. are the margins. So unfair to demand something? Because, yes, we've seen him since he was 18. I don't know. I think he's like 23 now. Something like yeah. that. So is it unfair because of his age to demand that he has a killer instinct at this age? No, because I think... When I always say when you're 18 to 21, those are your development your developmental years, and that's when you state your you stake make sure you you, say, you have your place sort of certified by the age of 21 in the first team. If you're younger and you're supremely talented, you are there from the, the jump. He's done that, he's done that with ease, comfortably. There's nothing wrong with him. But it's just the decision making. I don't criticize his technical ability, I don't uh criticize his intelligence on the pitch, I don't intellig- um I don't criticize how he uses his skill and how he uses his pace, but when it comes to the end product, the final third, the end product, when it's about finding the right pass or finding the right time to shoot, you need to make the right choice at the right time most of the time. You're not going to do it all the time. No one does it all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's You can't. It's yeah. impossible. Otherwise, you'd be the greatest player ever undisputed. You can't. There's no argument. But if he can just make it a 7 or 8 out of 10 most of the time, then I'm good because I know from what I've seen of him, I know what he's capable of. And we've all seen it. When he's on his game and he makes the right choice within the game most of the time, he kills his opponents. Mm. There's hardly anyone that can touch him on that left side. So I just want him to just focus on trying to add that little bit of detail to his game a lot more. Because in this game, when he beat the player, he beat the player, went forward. The same player came back and beat him again and shot a dollars near post. He realised that that post wasn't there. So he got into the, into the back of the net from that tight angle. And that's what I want. 
because that's decision making. That's really good. Two, um, two, the goalkeeper could have done better with that goal. Oh, yeah. yeah. He could have absolutely done better. But the one thing I say is, I feel like for sometimes it's difficult for goalkeepers to save the shots that are mm-hmm. the near posts that go through their legs. If it's a direct shot at you, you have to do better. But when it goes through the legs, it's a bit of a dodgy one. You're not sure how it's going. And how many times, normally, if you think from a player, how many times do they look to go for that far post? It's just natural because it's the most exposed post to yeah. go for so mm. to literally come back on yourself the goalie is already probably shuffling to the left anyway he's not expecting it and, and to be honest the power he got behind that if that was any softer he would have saved that it's mm. because mm. because of the you know the power he's got it's just gone straight yeah. in exactly um, it's a great effort it's a great effort so i'm i'm happy with him for me this is not an uh episode to even criticize him and what i'm saying is not to disrespect him for me it's like constructive constructive criticism it's like you know you know what you're good at, so bring it more to the table. You know, maybe study your game a little bit more, and you're there. Because you're obviously a brilliant footballer. I can't, I can't question how good you are. I just want you to add that little bit that takes you from here to here, and then no one can question you. I can't come and chat rubbish. You know what I'm saying? So he played well. Would you, uh, would you say that he 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 continuously plays like he has to do everything himself? Like the weight of expectation is always on his shoulders that he doesn't want to share the burden. Because if you're in that mentality that's going to dictate your decisiveness because you're thinking, well, I can't trust my teammates that I've got to do this. And maybe, I know he did that, well, see, when he was starting to hit the scenes because he needed to demonstrate that he mm. can play at this level. And like mm. you said, he doesn't need to do that anymore. He's established in the team. He isn't, he isn't like last on this team sheet. He's probably arguably one of the first. Mm. So now he just needs to like elevate and, like you said, make the right choices to bring his teammates to the same level. Do you think it, it, it is because he plays with that on his shoulder, perhaps? This is this is where I sympathise with him. Anyone that watches United, the lack of movement in that team is disturbing. It's like, you know, like I'm 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 right, I'm gonna go even I'm gonna go away I'm gonna go away from coaching for one minute. Even in PE in school, if you played football, you were told to pass and move. That's the basics yeah, yeah. of the game. Yeah. Rashford, Martial, Bruno Fernandez, Daniel James. All of them, they don't pass and move. The only person that literally, the only two people that pass and move are Mata and Pogba. No one else passes and moves. Everyone passes and sticks. And that's frustrating because how are you going to create chances? How are you going to get runs in behind if you get the ball to feet, pass it, and then don't move for a good two seconds before you think, oh, wait. When Rashford had the ball on that left side, you go back to the replays. Bruno jogs in the box and stops. No moving to the left, not, not trying to say, oh, he's yeah. going Marshall's yeah. at the far post, standing in one spot. Like, these are people that need goals as well. Bruno Fernandes has got a lot of goals this year so far. He's done well. But someone like Marshall, who scored, I think, three league goals this year, seven goals overall, next to Scott McTominay. I'm just going to put that out there so people understand how bad he's been. Nice. Like, you need goals. The one thing I, I am begging for you to do is move. So, and Rashford, Rashford's capable of, capable of the same thing as well. I'm not trying to, you know, take anything away from him. He does it as well. So, we like movement. So, when you have the ball on that side, you know, no one's moving for him. And that's where I feel a bit of sympathy because when you have the ball on that left side, the one thing you want to do is create something or, you know, do something. And if you want to create something for yeah. yourself, it's better if your players are now making moves so that defenders have to think, oh, wait, do I go and chase that guy or do I stick yeah. with you and let that guy go? It makes it difficult for them, but... If you don't do, if your players don't do that, then you have to create something out of nothing like he did on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, he's also another player that doesn't move too much either. 
So, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a thing where everyone is... That, that comes down to a bit of the players, that comes down to a bit of the coaching. But at the same time, I do sympathise with Ole also because Ole was heard on TV saying, Anto, move, movement, show some movement. Yeah. He's making his players, his players to move, use, use your legs. Your legs are, they, func- they function well. Use them, you know? So, look, I, I sympathise with him in that aspect because I feel like he's actually the most potent forward we have. Um... And he needs, for me, he needs a better caliber kind of talent around him to maximize his his potential. So it's a double edged sword. As much as I say he should do better with his decision making, his teammates don't help him. They really don't, and they make life difficult for him. Anybody here think it's unf- that the criticism labeled uh, uh, Ole labeled is it? No, the criticism of Ole is a bit unfair, considering that he's consistently getting them top four. Uh, I don't know with Ole. Like, I'm always changing my mind about him. Like, last season, I just thought, you know what? He did get you guys third, and I thought, okay, fair enough. But I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Offense with him. Like, I generally don't know what to make of the guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just don't see him as United manager long term, though. I just, I just don't see it. He, he, because there's been certain games where I feel like tactically he's got it wrong. Sometimes he picks, like he's obviously loves Lindelof and Maguire, but I don't know why he he loves that that partnership. But look where you are on the table. You can't really criticize where you are right now, you're, you're getting the results. And, and that's the main thing. That's the main thing. But I, think, I, know, I think it feels... Sorry. Go on, Tanya. No, no, go for it. I know that some United fans, you know, they're, they're gutted that they didn't get potched. You know, there is there is that divide in the fan base. Oh. Don't point me. Don't worry. Chill, 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 chill. chill. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, you guys go there. I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain my posture thing soon. I'll explain. I don't know with Oli, I just I don't know. Like he just reminds me of a lollipop man. Like I don't know. I can't take him serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> serious. Like when he's up, it's just like oh, Rashford. You know, we're being well. I just like nah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, 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 I support Tanya on this. I, I, it feels like when you're talking about um, Oli screaming at Martial, I was just thinking if he was your gaffer. Would you be taking him seriously? Let's be um, real. I think he's got too much of a nice guy persona, and maybe mm-hmm. we don't. Maybe he separates that, so we don't actually see the Mister, you know, the horrible or maybe more direct in your face. But certainly, everywhere you see him in the press, is Mister Nice Guy. And you think, mm-hmm. and and how he wins games, like because it's so bipolar. It's kind of like he's winning, or you are where you are unintentionally. Yeah. He just doesn't look like. He just looks like you just stumbled there, and. Um, you can't fault it, it's working, but how long can you keep it up? Because yeah, it's not sustainable. let's be honest, like you're saying, you, you, you got players kind of freeloading. I really still don't know to this day what Fred does. I, I watch him thinking, you know, he, you know, he's meant to be. Yeah, I mean, look, I can see it in your face, Michael, it's a pain, but the fact is, he's starting. I'm looking at it, you know, you look at something like Marshall, let's be honest. I don't need to say anything. Why is he starting? He doesn't want, like, you tell me he wants to be this striker. Mm. Now, you tell me, if, if I'm there fighting to be striker, you feel I'm going to not run. I'm going to run my fucking ass off until I have no legs. If my manager's telling me I have to run, 
you should be slinging him off. That is the way you should be on and go, look, put Greenwood on. Put someone who's willing to match Rashford's energy on us to play with him. At the moment, you've got a 10 men minimum every game if you've got Martial at top. He's not, this is non- gospel. This is yeah, the one. <laughs> like, I could probably do bits for Man United. And let's be honest, I'll probably, I'll probably get a stitch in five minutes. Like, the fact, the fact is, he doesn't want to be there. And like most players, they kind of play their socks off to get a move elsewhere. I don't know what he's doing, really. He can't, he, like, he's got yeah. a resting bitch face constantly. And you're like, all right, you want this, you want that. But you ain't showing nothing. You're not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, other, that's the thing. If you've got other players that want it more, play them. Fuck, fuck for like, egos. Fuck price tags. All right, yeah, you came from Monaco. You did bits against fucking Liverpool, but you know whatever it was when you first got in the in the league. But that's done. You ain't you ain't giving nothing to to to, to show me that actually you should start over anyone else in the team. But like you said. Man, that's the problem is managers don't have that power because suddenly he does that. Let's be honest, who knows? Marshall might have a player base behind him and then mm. there's a huge up. We don't see that. problem is we don't see that. Mm. We can see all we see is an underperforming player who shouldn't be playing, who's playing. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, no, I agree with Tanya. It's just, I don't know what to make of Oli. I don't hate him because I don't, he's not a hateable no. character. No. But I sit there and go, well, you kind of stumbled your way, got bits here, and then there was that period of when you were losing heavily and you thought, okay, that's just him gone. Now they're going to bring in a proper manager. Then he kind of brought it back in and you're like, well, I can't, you can't sack him now. Like, he's, he's, he's a nice chap. I don't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. That's it, literally. There is. I think as far as the board is, because I don't think our board is ambitious in terms of they spend a lot of money, they spend heavy money, but it's never on the right target. I can't remember the time where we had genuinely, I mean, apart from Bruno now, genuinely a really a, a transfer where you can say it's been a success, where it's been an outright success, where there's no questions asked, where there's no, I don't know if this guy's done well. There's uh, one Bissaka, for example, some people call him a success. I wouldn't call him a failure. I don't think anyone like, call him a failure. But sometimes you look at him and you say, are you even the right fit for United? Because... Solskjaer was talking about buying, having two attacking fullbacks, and you know, pressing from the front and he's all that. He's not that. He's not that. AWB is not an attacking full. He's he's a he's very good. He he can tackle. He can tackle Jesus. He's that good. But when it comes to actually playing across, I'm telling you, he's someone. I I watch him, and you're like, he's recovered. Like where he's messed up, he's recovered so well. He should have no right to be getting back, but he does. But then the problem is when you play him in a play style where you've got wing like fullbacks pushing, if he can't cross the ball, he's kind of a pointless individual going forward. And and that's mm. the problem. Um mm. uh, the problem is you talk about recruitment, the pro- the the fear there is you probably have no trouble getting recruitment, but you've got so much dead wood there. Mm. You need to clear them out before you can actually bring anyone in because there's a lot of probably high wages there that are eating into that your ability to bring in someone good. If I start, if I start on the wages, I'm gonna be here a long night. Trust I'm, me. I'm, like, I'm just looking at the team that played against Newcastle, and I'm looking. I'm like, Maguire. I know for a fact is not worth eighty million. Like, oh, you yeah. don't, you don't, you don't have a commanding centre back to save your life. Like, literally. Well, and about Maguire? Yeah, is you. If you want to spend eighty million on someone, whether I like it or not, you're going to do it anyway. Isn't it? I ain't got an issue. But in big in football, everyone knows with big transfers, you always do things in installments. You don't always drop a good yeah, eight million out flat 
unless you're Manchester United, <laughs> you decided, and, and I don't know if they do their banking through lawyers or nationwide or anything, but they did. <laughs> they clearly did some internet banking and said, you will log in, scan your face, and type in 80.000.000 and send that straight to Leicester. Here's the, here's the, um, here's the sort code, here's everything. Boom. You dropped 80 million flat. Yeah, you signed Marshall for 50 something million pounds, but even that wasn't installments. You paid 30 signing up front, and then the rest was based on if he wins Ballon d'Or. I don't know which Ballon d'Or they were talking about, and other, other sort of you know, whatever. Your scoring goals as well. He, I think he only just went past 50 for United in last season or something. Like, you know, when you when you're making such a big transfer, you need to make sure it's the right choice, and he clearly wasn't the right choice, but. Look, in terms of Oli, quickly, for me, it's like this. I will praise him for this. He has got us to second place. Regardless of whether we're playing good or bad or attractive football, we are getting results. There's not much to complain about there. On the other side, Mm -hmm. he has cleared a lot of players that we didn't want to be there. Cool. But then again, for squad selection, you say you want to play attacking fullbacks. You've got one Misaka who's one. uh, Fullback, not attacking, but he's a fullback. Cool. But then you loan out Dallo, who is an actual attacking fullback, and keep Timothy Fosu who's no longer at the club. Decision making is all over the gaff. Um, all over the whole damn gaff. You you, you tell you tell Marshall, you keep begging him to move every game, but you keep starting him. Doesn't make sense. Um, his selection choices in midfield are inconsistent. You don't know if it's going to be Matic and Pogba, Fred and McTominay, McTominay and Pogba. You don't know where it's going to be, and. On top of that, to top it all off, that Champions League knockout from the group is gonna is gonna be tainted on him for a while because there was no reason why we should have need one well, needing a point. There's no reason why we shouldn't have qualified. That's yeah. as simple as it gets. So look, I think for him to be kind of having the fans satisfied this season, he needs second place. He needs it. Second place, and if you can get FA Cup, are we, yeah, we still in FA Cup. If you can get FA Cup or Europa League, we'd call that, I think we'd call that a successful season. I think that's yeah. fair to do. Second place, buying a team that pretty much no one's going to touch from now to the end of the season. And, um, you know, finishing with a trophy, I wouldn't be mad. Second place, yeah, second place with no trophy, I'd be, to be honest, I'd be quite satisfied. That's an improvement on last year in the league. Yeah. And, well, we haven't won anything with him yet anyway, so that's just simple, pretty much normal procedure. But you need you need to finish second. If by any, anyhow, we drop out of this top four, this podcast will have a lot of expletives. <laughs> <laughs> I will break something live on this podcast. I will go mad because there's no reason why United should be finished out of the top four right now. But then again, it's still close. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. So let's just let's okay. hang on. If we finish fifth or below, the guy better get the hell out of here. Mm. I think that that is a perfect place to wrap up on. Wrap up on. Don't you? Don't no, you no, 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 no. We again. I think it's great to wrap up on, on that on that game. No, 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 no. What am I missing? I'm missing something. Right? Am I missing? I don't think I'm missing. The anything. guy that came in after good evening. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Obama who? Oh, Obama. Obama. oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! All right. Nil. Manchester City one. Raheem Sterling. 
Why do you sound so stressed? <laughs> you know why I'm stressed, man. It's disgraceful. You know, I I, I don't want to say anything on this because it is, it's just it's just up there. Right, I'll get I'll get you guys to speak on it. Raheem Sterling should should Raheem Sterling, who came out on live TV and said that he's five foot seven and a half, <laughs> be scoring a header against Rob Holden and Hector Bellerin? Anybody want to answer that question? I mean, I go to all of you actually. Yes or no? He's, he's first. No. Yeah, no, no, no. He shouldn't. It's disgraceful. I, f- I feel like I- I'll just just to say my my piece on this whole game. I feel like City disrespected us heavily, considering oh, yeah. that they just didn't get out of. They just didn't. It didn't. Look like they tried. They didn't try one bit, and we gave them the game. After that one goal went in, it was a wrap, and they knew it. You can't blame City for that. You, you, like that's the thing. You out here making it like City didn't come out second. Why should they? At the end of the day, you get your goal. Arsenal should be up in their gear to bring it to them. And if you don't, why are we going to risk injuries? Why are we going to go overboard and risk our players? We we got the game. We got our dub. We're out of here. And you can't blame City. I would do the same. Like if they're not going to want it. Have a, have a kick about that. That's what I'd say. I think from an Arsenal perspective, I mean, I tweeted this out when it when there was the second half or the end of the first half. I thought, you know what? You're lucky that it's only 1-0. Yeah. And you should take that as a positive. And I was expecting you to take a bit more risk. You know, go for it. At the end of the day, some Arsenal fans are saying they're happy that it wasn't a 3-0. But I think you should have gone for it. I think Man City, they didn't have their scoring boots on. Nope. To be honest, I thought they were quite poor at times in the final third. If you actually just took it to them a little bit more, I think you could have got at least a draw, which I think is progress considering you haven't beaten City. I mean, I don't know how long it's been, but... Four games at home, I think. We haven't beaten four, four games at home. I mean, that's a missed opportunity, in my opinion. You're not going to get a City like that again because I just don't think they... Yeah. Like you say, they didn't really need to get into to second gear. Um yeah. It's a bit disappointing, I think, from an Arsenal perspective. And um, Abamyang, I mean, like I said, Abama who? Because was he was he playing? Was he there? I don't think uh, he must have been in dream mode. I don't know where where, where he was. What uh, I'm, I'm asking from Arsenal is when you play City, do not concede in the first five minutes ever again. Because it's, Bro, it's we've, been, we, we've been we've been conceding for the, for the, like who did he concede against last time? In like the first three or so. I can't remember. It's, it's 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 a history of us. We concede early and we just have, to, we have to fight to get back into games. It's oh, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't want to. Can I ask you a question though? Like, what do you think about Arteta now? Because you've got Benfica next. If you lose that game, do you feel like the fan base is going to turn on Nickering again? Is the I... fan going to turn on him again? Do you think? I don't think the the the, the turning went away. I just feel like we got a few games here and there, but I'd say the majority of people knew, maybe maybe not majority, but knew that this form was, was, wasn't, was temporary. We yeah. knew that, that the crap was going to come back and it came back with a bang. I mean, the Benfica game leading into Manchester City, like that, that Benfica game, we, we were poor. Then we were poor against City and it, it's just, it seems like the only... In order to get into form, we have to have a, like a run of three or four games where we're extremely bad. Because the, the Leeds game, we played fantastic, but we conceded two goals, which we shouldn't have done. But 
I just can't, I can't. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for Arsenal because I because Arteta is not the guy that's going to take us anywhere. I feel like, which I said before in a previous episode, do what you're doing right now. Just get drain the swamp, and then once you drained it, jump in after them because you you, you just I just it's it's, it's trust the really process. who's gonna want it though. What's the process? What's the plan? Tell me what the plan is on the field. Show me what it is so I can get behind something because I can't get behind anything with this Arsenal team right it's, now. It's pretty much Tierney and go. Give the ball to Tierney and go. Which was under, under Emery. Yeah. People yeah. were giving Arteta more time. It's like, what? We're 10th. Yeah, 10th. Yeah, it's It's egg on their faces. The board, they do the same thing. Go, look. This is unacceptable. Scrap uh, Arteta. It's like, well, look, there's another one you fucked up, and it makes them look like they don't know what they're doing. They don't. They're trying to save face. They don't it's know kind what of they're a, doing. Similar, it's a similar thing with um, Poch and Jose. When I think match of the day looked at the stats, and yeah. Poch arguably had the better. His last fifty games was better than mm-hmm. Mourinho. You can't then you sack it and then do it again. That's Chelsea's thing. They sack managers for fun, you know, and that's been- not everyone else. For yeah, but also, but also Chelsea throw money like it's no man's business. But then again, you've got a different type of uh, owner, which I, which obviously you've you've had for a number of years, and that's not going to change. Let's be honest, whether you want it or not. I mean, we throw money about nonsensically as well. I mean, we we don't we. I feel like yes, you can have your say on the Cronkies, and that they don't spend like Manchester City, they don't spend like Chelsea, but they spend money. We spent a hundred billion on two strikers in one window, not one window, but in, yeah, in, in but one season. They spend season, to yeah. maintain. They spend to maintain. That's all it is. It's to keep what they've currently got going alive. They they'll probably spend in the next summer because obviously, as you can see, the squad's not good enough to keep you. Well, at the moment, it's not good enough to keep you top ten. So at the moment, that that measure is basically he wants top four just to keep that cash flow going. So he will spend, and it will look like oh well, this is a new ownership. And then it will happen again. You will maintain fourth, and then the the tap will, will be turned off. Do I, uh, do I, and then that, I was gonna say, that's the sad reality of what happens at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will spend. I, I worry about Arsenal because potentially you're looking at another season where you're not going to be in the Champions League. And I just think season after season that is going to affect you financially at some point. Like regardless, mm-hmm. if you you have the money or not, that is going to affect you. So. I don't know. It's it's weird, man. What's happening with Arsenal, man? It's it's crazy. I never thought that this this would. Be I think. A thing. I think but, Arsenal United. I think Arsenal United in the same boat of they lost their identity as soon as they lost their managers. Because if you yeah. have two men, yeah, but we didn't lose our manager. He decided to to wash his. No, but, but, but it, it was always going to happen. We, let's be honest. The diesel weren't forty. Yeah, it was like it was a maritime, and I think they both teams should have. Look to the future a bit more, and I think they should have planned for it a lot better than they did. Mm-hmm. And I think Man United are managing it better now after being hit with Moyes, whereas mm-hmm. Arsenal have never quite, never quite kind of grasped it and gone, okay, this is what we need to do to kind of get back on track. And and it's only it's only going down, and that's it's just sad to be honest. I yeah. have faith in it though. Like I actually think he's a good manager. I know that I might have faith in Mourinho then. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he's at least tried to change things like when things were bad and he was going beating losing to teams like Burnley Aston Villa and all of that he brought in Smith Road and it kind of kicked you guys on 
I do think there's a coach in there. I really do think there is. Yeah, maybe a coach, but not a head coach. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly that. But who? What? That's the thing. I don't know. You, you've had quite a few managers now, so it's kind of like I would personally stick with Arteta, but just back him more in the summer. I he's would not going anywhere. I feel like he, everybody knows he's not going anywhere because the, the, the if if there's one thing, the board. The board back him tremendously because of what they did in the summer in terms of making him manager instead of head coach. So they, they see something in him. So as a fan base, we should know he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm. But to say that there's a there's a good coach in there, I, I, or a head coach or a manager, I, 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 to prove it. I, 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 prove I think it. it's That's more he's, he's, he should not have got that position because at the moment he's basically getting his work experience here at mm. Arsenal. Um, it's not that he's a bad coach. It's one of those where he needs time to develop his coaching abilities, which he hasn't done before. You know, he's always played second fiddle. Mm. Um, it was like, he might be the right coach, but it's not right now. But the problem is, because you've made that decision, you kind of have to live with it. But the problem is, the way you're going is is not necessarily the right way either, because commercially, it's, it's going to come a point where, like Tanya's saying, it's not going to make any more sense. Mm-hmm. And you might have to sever ties with a manager that could be a great fit. So maybe actually what should have happened was you filled the gap with someone else, you know, even if it kind of steadied the ship, allowed you to kind of get things moving, kind of got back to the Arsenal that we kind of knew, kind of consistently getting top four, mm. that, that will keep bringing in the players. Because at the moment, you argue, who the hell is going to want to go to Arsenal? Not, not necessarily because the team oh, is a negative it. feeling. Yeah. And I've said it before, like someone like Eddie Howe, I've always wanted at West Ham. I liked what he's done, at, well, what he did at Bournemouth. Um, whilst, yes, he's not the big name that you want, he's a manager no. who's managed before. James, no. Right. no. Why not? James, James, what I'm saying no. is this. If you had Eddie Howe, you would not be seeing fourth right now. Nowhere near it. Right. Well, at the moment, they're nowhere near it either. And they got who they wanted. So I'm <laughs> saying, all I'm saying was... <laughs> hey, I can't argue. They should have got Ancelotti. You need that type of manager. I don't know why you didn't go go for him, but it's not Arteta's fault that he's been appointed at the end of the day. You got it to your board. I know, of course. I, I, it's, it's not. But <laughs> you are where you are now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I love it. I love it. We are so bad, <laughs> but Arsenal are so much worse. Damn. Damn. I can't even argue with that, you know. I can't. No, even no, argue it's, with that. It's, it's, it's fine. There's there's certainties in life, death, taxes, and the fact that everyone universally hates Spurs. So you're good, man. <laughs> 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 you, good. you see that? No one disputed that. What is that? <laughs> what is this? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I will give you praise. You know what? I like teasing Spurs fans because they they just do it to themselves. Like, yeah, just let it, they do it themselves. To me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't allow it. I can't allow it. Oh, I mean, it hurts, but you know, how's ninth? Oh, yikes! Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Where's Cal? I, I, I can't, I can't Where's see you from up here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you from up here. West Ham, you know. That's the, uh, I think, yes, you know. West Ham. I mean, the thing, the thing is, I know, I'm, I know this ain't this ain't gonna be a consistent thing. But the thing is, Spurs fans will bite. I'm out here on my fishing rod and I'm reeling and I'm catching big ones. <laughs> and and the thing is, they will always bite. Other other fan bases, they kind of go, yeah, whatever. Spurs fans, they always bite. Got them nibbles out. 
Honestly. I think on that note, we should wrap it up. Uh, James, where can they find you? To be honest, it's irrelevant. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know, as much as I'm a socially fluent. Cut uh, pipe down, Nights, all right? You, you grab that bottle. Down, Nights. Yikes. <laughs> the thing is, you finish above us, but the fact is, the damage is done now. That's all that matters. Damn. It, it, it don't matter where they can find me. I'll, I'll be about. There, there really is. I'm not a social influencer like you lot. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the, the bag. I look. You lot got. I probably got about five followers in total. So it, you got more than me. <laughs> I leave it to you lot, not me. Uh, Tanya, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Tanya underscore Leona. Um, you can find me on, we'll talk about it later, podcast, footballing podcast I've got with three other boys. Weekly episodes every Wednesday. And you can just find us on Twitter and Instagram at Total Official. And you can find me on the Football Terrace. So I'm on that Tottenham show every week. So yeah, check that out. Coach, where can they find us? You can find us right here on YouTube at Premier Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Freeman Field, as well as SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Freeman Field. Shout out my boy, this is Lingard. James, I can't lie, the air up here smells good, doesn't it? It smells fresh. Smells 100%. You know what? Let me just do one more thing before we go. Hold on, just one second. There we go. That's oh, yeah, I knew, I knew sign was off. You know that? I knew sign was off. Like, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. Yeah, that's yeah. something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. that's disrespectful, bro. That is disrespectful. <laughs> if I don't I'm doing a gaming with you. I'm doing a with you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of the Free Before Podcast. Good night.